From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. We certainly welcome you today. It's our joy to be right here on this station five days a week and spend some time with an open Bible, just giving out the good things that God's given us in His Word. And I'm glad you've joined us today. If you're brand new with us, I hope you'll join us as often as you possibly can. And for those of you that are with us every day or almost every day, well, it means a lot to us. And we're thankful and ask you to just stay with us every day. We're going to try to have some good things for you. Now, today we're going to look at uh, Philippians chapter 1. There's a verse here. Actually, I'm going to read three verses. But there's one that addresses something that I really think is important for us. The last two days, Monday and Tuesday... I talked to you basically about the new year and really some goals that I would like for all of us to have for the new year. And we really spent some time just walking through those. And mainly those goals were these 10 items. And I'll mention them briefly here again. I want you to do devotions every day. Find time to pray and read your Bible. Let's go to church three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Let's be faithful to the Lord. Let our faith be lived out in a faithful way. Let's live clean lives, morally clean. Let's say yes to the things that God advocates, whatever he tells us to do. Let's say yes to it. And where God says no, let's say no. We need to learn to say yes at the right time, say no at the right time. I hope you'll learn also to witness and be a good testimony for the Lord. I want to encourage you to be a tither. I want you to be happy in your Christian walk, and by all means, stay at it and don't quit. Those 10 items, I think, are just really positive, strong positive things for the new year. Now, today, we're going to look at Philippians chapter 1, verse 9, 10, and 11, and here's what it says. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ under the glory and praise of God. Now, that statement in those three verses is a mouthful. I mean, it is absolutely laden with good things. And I want to focus today particularly and we'll try to do this in one day. If we can't, we'll continue it tomorrow. But uh, there is a statement in verse 10 that says that we are to approve things that are excellent. Now, that tells me there are things out there. There are things in front of us. There are things that God would have us to do that are just absolutely top-notch. These are great things, things that we ought to pay attention to every step of the way. And yet there is a choice to be made. There is a decision to be made by us. We have to make the choice to approve those things that are excellent. Now, you say, why do we make a to-do about getting these excellent things lined up? Well, things that are excellent really are deserving of our approval. They're good for us. They're good for other people that we have contact with. They're just good for everything. And yet I'm going to make a statement or two here that really has a negative sound to it because, well, it's about something negative. Mediocrity has become the norm in our land. Mediocrity or less is the norm. Now you say, how do you see that? Well, just think about kids in school. 
they uh, make just barely enough grade to pass to the next grade. It's like, well, yeah, boy, if I skate by, whatever I do to get by, that's enough. Well, really, I know that uh, not every student is capable of making straight A's, but they are capable probably of doing more than just really doing whatever they can to get by. And if a C grade is the best that a student can do, then we'll be happy about that. But if it's not their best, they ought to be encouraged, they ought to be motivated to do better. Same thing with those of you that have a job. And I know some of you are listening to me as you drive, as you travel on behalf of your business, or maybe in some other capacity, you're able to put your earbuds in and listen while you are at work. Well, listen, the job that we do, it's not enough just to get by or to do uh, just barely what's expected. I told somebody the other day, the way to make yourself indispensable to your boss, to the person who hired you, the way to make yourself indispensable to them is to do a good job, a better job. I mean, go the extra mile. Do more than they expect of you, and you'll always have a job. Now, the same thing applies not just to the grades in school and not just to the job we do when we're at work, but the same thing applies to our service to the Lord. Sometimes when I've been somewhere, somebody walks to the platform and they're going to sing a solo, or maybe they are the lead in a quartet or a duet of some kind, and they step up and before they sing, which always Uh, bothers me because uh, I think if you've been asked to sing, that's what you should do, is sing and not do a bunch of other things, no matter how good it may sound, just sing if that's what they ask you to do. Just a little sidebar here. It doesn't cost anything extra for me to throw in a sidebar once in a while, amen? All right, but listen, somebody steps up to the platform to sing, and they tell us before they sing, before the piano or organ begins their introduction, they step up and say, well, I didn't have time to practice or I didn't take time to practice, or I didn't think I needed to practice, whatever they say about that. Well, honestly, if you tell us that, it's uh, immaterial, because once you start singing, we're going to know it. But I'm just simply saying, if you're going to sing, dear friends, give it your best. Don't stand up in front of an audience. I don't care if it's a crowd of 10. Don't stand up in front of an audience and just kind of skate through what you've been asked to do. And uh, whenever you sing, do the best that you can do. If you're not a great singer, at least do the best you can do. And the same thing would apply if you're preaching or anything else. You know, if you're running a bus route for your church, don't be content if that 40-passenger bus only has 10 riders on it. Determine you're going to do better than that this week, this next month, and the year that is coming. The same thing can be looked at here. I'm talking about mediocrity or people settling even for less than mediocrity. I mean, you walk through an airport these days and you see people, I mean, dressed so sloppily. They're out in public. I mean, a lot of them look like they still have their pajamas on. I mean, it is absolutely serious the way people go about just looking like the last days of summer. I mean, the fading days of the good times. They are just sloppy and unkept. Frankly, you go by the home of a lot of those people and there's junk piled everywhere. They're not keeping up. And uh, so the fact is a lot of folks in their Christian experience are living the same way. And it's like, well, any old thing will do. You know, it's for the Lord. So, you know, just whatever I give him, he ought to be happy with that. 
Well, look, folks, the half-baked cake is not going to make a hit at the picnic. I'm telling you, the job half done is probably not going to get you a bonus at Christmas time. So I want to encourage you to take note what the Bible tells us here in this passage when it says that we ought to approve the things that are excellent. And if we will do that, then he says that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Some folks do really well till they get to be 35 or till they get to retirement age, and then they begin to slough off, and they're not continuing until the very end. They're not finishing strong. They're not finishing well. And he says, we're to stay at this. We ought to demonstrate our being real for Christ. We ought to demonstrate our very best for Christ. We ought to approve these things that are excellent and do so every single day that we live and breathe until the trumpet sounds, until Christ returns. And that is the goal that I think every one of us should set for ourselves and determine that we are going indeed to be that kind of a Christian. There's another place in the Bible where this word excellent appears, and these are not the only two places, but these are two that have some instructions with them. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31, uh, after giving all of the correction about the tongue's carnality that was going on in Corinth, he said, "...covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way." Now, that Corinthian church, I mean, they were living lives uh, so corrupt. They had just let the world get into the church, and they were doing all kinds of things that are itemized in the First Corinthian epistle. And yet, he said to them, there is something better than that, and that's what I want to urge you to. He's asking them to give their very best. And he said, I'm going to show you. The way you've been working is not the way to go. He said, I'm going to show you a more excellent way. Well, why would he do that? He would do that because it's good for them and it's good for everybody around them. And he wants them to live the more excellent way. And whenever you and I think about serving the Lord, walking with the Lord, being who we ought to be, well, listen, excellence is the way we ought to pursue. It is the way we ought to go. It is the way that we ought to set our goals. Now, Excellence is going to require a choice. If you don't decide to push for excellence and pursue excellence, you're obviously not going to get it. Second thing I'll say about it here is excellence is going to be built on knowledge. If you don't prepare yourself, there's some of you say, well, I want to be a preacher. Well, then you need to go to college. You need to get some training. The same thing would be true if you're going to be a space engineer. The same thing would be true if you're going to be a plumber. You need to go take the training that will enable you to be the very best that you possibly can be. Excellence will be built on knowledge, the acquiring of knowledge. Excellence also demands work. Sometimes we look at things and it's like, well, I don't want to put the effort in. Well, you know, there's a word that kind of stalks all of us, and it's that L-A-Z-Y word. The word lazy stalks all of us, and we have to be careful lest we give in to that. And if you want to get things done the excellent way, and if you want to become a person who is excellent in the way that you serve the Lord, lazy has to be shown the exit. Now, excellence always trumps its obstacles. You're going to get discouraged sometimes. Give discouragement 
the nod that it's over. You're not going that route. You're not going to give discouragement a place to lodge. Uh, Sometimes people oppose you if you're trying to be excellent. You will have opposition along the way, people trying to keep you from achieving. Well, you're going to have to deal with that. Uh, Sometimes it's a lack of funding. You've got to figure out a way to fund what it is that you want to do. Other times we get sidetracked simply because of fear or because we've tried and failed. Well, listen, failure ought not to be final. And the fact that you have failed doesn't mean that you're going to stay that way. Get back up. Get on your feet. Try again. Take another approach. Be sure that you do not give in to failure. You know, excellence will find a way to continue to improve. Doesn't matter to me how old you get. You ought to be still trying to improve and become better at what you do for the Lord, especially. See, excellence stays focused. It just keeps on thinking about what it's doing, how it's doing it, and uh, really how to do even better. And by the way, excellence is not a quitter. If you're going to be excellent in anything you do, but certainly in your walk with the Lord and your service to the Lord, it's going to mean that you do not give up just because discouragement sets in or because somebody opposes you. But you're not going to be a quitter. You're going to be there While you're in the valley, you're going to be there when you're on the mountain. You're going to be there in times of difficulty. You're going to be there no matter what. So what am I talking about today? I'm talking about approving things that are excellent and not satisfying yourself just to be mediocre. I think if you'll go the excellent route, you'll be glad that you did, and it'll be a blessing in your life and in the life of a lot of people around you. Now, listen, I'd love to hear from you, and I hope you'll write me a note and let me know that you're with me and hearing the broadcast. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And I look forward to being right back here again tomorrow, so plan to join me then. Until that time, God bless you. Have a good rest of this day, and goodbye for now. 